0: Everybody, some of you might not be aware, but this is the 10th and final episode of the season or, you know, whatever you want to call it, like round 1 of Odd Pod. Um, there are probably going to be one or two bonus episodes before regular interviews come back in the fall. So, keep your eyes open on the social meds for updates, details, etc. Um, but today you're going to hear my interview with Noise, a saxophone quartet started by Northwestern graduate students. They're really awesome musicians, really awesome people, and I had a great time hanging out with them. So, okay, so I'm here with the Boys of Noise, and also I've really taken that hashtag and run with it. I hope that's cool. I like with us. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, like that. I, like, really want it to be a thing.
1: B-O-I-S.
0: True. Yeah, B-O-I-S. Yes, B-O-I-S. Absolutely. There are a lot of discussions It's B-O-I-S of N-O-I-S. Yeah,
2: it's yeah. Boys of Noise, not Bois of Noir.
0: We're not French here. Um... So can you, first of all, okay, so um, <laughs> my podcast is not legitimate, and the Boys of Noise are sharing a mic, so you can sort of have this, like, mental image of four guys, like, smushed on a couch, passing a mic around, so that'll just, you know. Smushed
2: implies that it's negative.
0: I'm uh, sorry. Shit. I didn't mean it like that. I'm I'm cozied up. I should say cozied up. There you um go. Can you guys just, like, introduce yourselves?
3: Sure. Yeah. I'm Brandon Quarles, and I play the soprano saxophone.
2: Tell us a little about
0: yourself. Oh, yeah.
3: I am uh, originally um, from a small town right outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee called Ringgold, Georgia. Um, and I did my undergrad in saxophone performance at the University of Georgia. And now I'm a second-year master's student at Northwestern University. And in the fall, I will be a DMA student at Northwestern University, which will be great.
2: Uh, hi, my name is Jordan Luloff. I am a first-year master's here at Northwestern. I play the saxophone. And uh, I was born in Okemos, Michigan, which is right outside of East Lansing, Michigan, uh, where I did my undergrad at Michigan State University in classical saxophone performance. And next year, I will continue to be a master student at Northwestern.
1: Hi, I'm Hunter Bacchus. <laughs> it is so, so strange. Uh, <laughs> we're all I, I yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> um, I am a first-year master student, while well, just finishing up. Um, as well, and I am from a town called Woodbridge, Virginia, which is about 30 minutes south of Washington, D.C. I uh, was born, and same house, 23 years. Um, yeah, I did my undergrad studies at North Carolina School of the Arts uh, in Winston-Salem, North Carolina.
0: And yeah,
1: <laughs> now I'm here.
0: That was great. That was, that was really good. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Hi, I'm Janos Chontos. I am uh, from yeah, it's a Hungarian name, fun <laughs> fact. Um, but also fun fact, it just translates to John, so it's oh. actually quite a quite an ordinary name. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. So whenever whenever I go to a, a place where I would order at the counter, I always and they just say, "Hey, can I take your name, please?" I just say uh, John, and my quartet <laughs> members think that's really funny. But Aww. I don't want to bother, you know, spelling my name and all that. So um, uh, there's a little accent on the a and everything, but uh, uh and uh, I'm the Beartown sax player with noise. I'm uh, from the West Coast, West Coast represent all the way from California. I uh, went to school in Stockton and uh, got my, uh, got my undergrad at University of the Pacific in saxophone performance as well. I'm also a first year masters student, so I'll be at Northwestern University for another year. And uh, I think that's pretty much all I have to say about myself. From a small town called Auburn, originally hometown. Uh, also in California. So.
0: Nice. All right. Excellent. So we're such good you guys have done this before.
4: Nah. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness.
0: We introduce ourselves. I don't
1: think I've ever talked into a mic, though. I was going to say, I haven't talked does. into microphones. That doesn't, like, that I don't hear. Oh, sure. Right. You don't, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little weird. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> um, just pre- you know, just pretend like it's the, the talking stick and, like, you're not, it's not we're a microphone. It's just it's just it's sort of a yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just team building. Um, so uh this is sort of a a big question but I always ask people like how you, this can be a short answer or a long answer how did you guys first like each of you first get into music
2: oh man I know Individual? yeah should yeah. we go in the same order yeah sure Brandon you got it <laughs> okay uh yeah I think
3: for me uh I grew up around music a lot my dad um is a sheet metal worker by trade but he uh is a fantastic rock and roll drummer actually um so like it was always in like listening to music as all and my mom actually too was a dancer when she was young so like music was like a big part of our thing um even if none of my parents did it for a living but it was all around um so we just grew up you know listening to like um I mean I have fond memories of like listening to like the the oldies i just realized now that you can't actually do air quotes it, it,
2: it, they're, and, they're air quotes uh, yeah <laughs> they're, they're happening
3: <laughs> yeah like the oldies station uh country stuff with my dad and uh and then like just like all kinds of stuff on the radio i mean like we were all into that so so i started out really really loving pop music and actually when i was uh younger i actually did like a lot of uh like i was really into singing and doing like musical theater to stuff at one time and then i realized that I, I I still love that stuff, but I realized, like, I really just like the music part, I think, a lot, <laughs> and I started playing the saxophone when I was in sixth grade, and I had just taken, like, in fifth grade, I had played, like, a year of piano lessons, and I was like, this is really cool, but I was like, this is also work, sort of, that I was like, <laughs> well, I was like, I don't know if I could have the time to do this, and uh, so I stopped doing that um, for a second, um, and then ended up playing the saxophone, which which was really cool and then like all throughout high school i was still really into like pop music and stuff and ended up playing i got back into the piano i ended up just teaching myself how to play keyboards and started playing in rock bands Mm -hmm. i I had an older brother who was playing um and you know they're just like hey we need somebody to do stuff and i like i know chords and uh (laughs) then from there you just get you get better like you're like why does i sound really lame like why don't i sound like paul mccartney (laughs) like i sound bad like and you start to fix it. But so did that and started playing guitar. And the whole time I'm playing saxophone, like really liking it. And I started finding out, you know, it's sort of weird, I think with us in our generation, like, you know, I just found out about it. Luckily I had a private teacher in middle school who was a professor at the university of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. Um, and through him, I got opened up to all of like classical music stuff, which of course my family background didn't have a lot of, mm-hmm. um, and found all this stuff. And then like, so at the same time, I'm like finding, uh, like sonic youth and yeah. really weird and sort of awesome rock music. And then like at the same time starting to come at this new music community from the saxophone land. And then yeah. I realized like, Whoa, I can like, there's a way to do kind of both of those things. Yeah, they Like feed into each other. It's like, not really, really well. as different, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, I might have thought. So yeah. Um Yeah. And then I, that was just sort of how I started doing it. And then I realized that all those things, like, I mean, obviously I play, Way saxophone became more important as life went on, and I got more into that community, and and now I just play the other stuff for fun. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, that's sort of a long yeah. And then I didn't think I went into undergrad as a music ed major because I like never made all state or any of that stuff that like when you're young you think is important. Like right, you know you're like if I don't do well at those things, then I must not be good. So subconsciously I think I was like, well I can't like have a career doing that. So. But okay. I would still love music, and I love teaching. That's still a part of my thing. But uh, so I'll do music ed, and then I had a really great teacher in undergrad who mm. encouraged me, like you can do this if you want. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> That's <laughs> Thanks, cool. <man. laughs> yeah, she was great. Um, oh, she, Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, yeah, shout out Connie Friga. Um, but yeah, so that was sort of my thing. So it's a lot of different things, like a lot of different influences. But like, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. So oh,
2: nice. Uh, cool. So my I have a similar uh-ish story to Brandon, where I grew up also in a very musical family. Uh, both my parents are uh, classical saxophonists, and uh, they both have master's degrees in classical saxophone. That's where they met at Michigan State uh, University. Uh, go Green! Hi, mom. And uh, <laughs> covering all the bases. We're get into uh, <laughs> <by that> <laughs> uh anyway, so um. My dad's now the professor of saxophone at Michigan State, where I did my undergrad with him. But when I was, uh, so when I was born, I was born around classical saxophone music. I actually would go, my dad led the jazz bands for a little bit when I was first born. And I'd always, my mom would take me as a little baby to all the jazz band concerts. And like whenever, I guess I was walking then, so I wasn't a little baby. Uh, but whenever my dad would talk, I'd just scream, and I just really hated it, and so she had to sit to like near the back of the auditorium so she could take me out of the auditorium. Like,
0: please shut that yeah. guy up. Yeah, oh. to
2: make that guy stop talking. But then as soon as the music started, I'd stop crying, and I'd like dance in the, in the aisle of the auditorium, and I'd be so excited then the music would stop, and he'd start talking again, and I'd start crying again, and that was just like kind of a cycle for the whole concert. So I was exposed to music really young, I'd say, and then uh, my parents told me that I could play any instrument I wanted if I took piano lessons, cause I had to learn how to read music yep. and things like that. And when I was, I wanted to play the trombone cause I thought the slide was so cool. Um, so I was taking piano lessons, hoping to play the trombone and percussion too. I like percussion as well. Um, but then I lost the interest in the trombone for some reason and I took percussion lessons and it just like never really stuck with it. Um, but then I remember being like, hey guys, I wanna play the saxophone. And they were like, you sure? And I was like, yeah, I'm really sure. And they didn't really want me to play the saxophone because they didn't want me to, like, have to deal with, like, if I wanted a career in music, having to, like, follow in my family name and they wanted me to like have my own career doing something different i was like no i really want to play a saxophone so this was in third grade and i got my first saxophone for christmas in third grade and uh, i remember going upstairs into my grandma's guest bedroom and like my dad taught me how to play like uh hot cross buns on the saxophone and then we came downstairs and i gave gave my first saxophone recital on uh day one of having a saxophone played hot cross buns just hot cross buns buns, (laughs) really cutting edge (laughs) cutting edge stuff yeah Um, I don't know. I think we should. Just the hot crust buns <laughs> arrangement. Um, anyway, so years went on, and for a while I was like, oh, I'm not going to be a musician. I want to be a doctor. Um, and I actually went into college with, like, declared pre-med focus that I was gonna like also take classes in medicine and get my degree in music but then I was gonna use my diversity of my degree in music to get into a good med school um but then I took a physiology class and I did really bad and I realized that I like practicing more than I like studying (laughs) um so yeah throughout high school I got more and more serious I started taking lessons with my mom when I was in middle school and then eventually she was like I make you do your chores I shouldn't have to you know tell you you need to practice more too so moved to um a more serious teacher and then kind of played music through high school was a music performance major in undergrad and uh now i'm here how i came to new music like brandon's story uh i think one of the reasons why i like playing contemporary music so much is just growing up in a classical saxophone family um i just heard all the standard rap so many times yeah and it was just like i still like playing that and that like a lot of that rap still has a really special place in my heart and is fun to play but it was like man you know if i just you know play the same pieces that i heard my dad play when i was like five and it's like what almost 20 years later now and i'm still playing only those pieces like i don't want to do that i want to do something yeah something a little different so yeah that's kind of how i played came to like commissioning and playing new music nice and now hunter
1: You look um, very
0: excited to have the mic back in your hands. It's so, it, I like <laughs> it. It also feels <laughs> good. It's like,
1: it's very smooth. It is. Yeah. It's a smooth microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Audio-Technica.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, I have the, headphones so as great. well. Yeah. They're so great. Plug to
0: Audio-Technica. Yeah, right? It would be great. I <laughs> think like, I tagged them, them in an sponsors. Instagram one time, and they liked Subway. it. And I was like, yes. Yeah.
1: Awesome. listening?
0: I need, a sp- I need them to sponsor me. Oh. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> Yeah, we're trying to get Subway to sponsor us. We're going <laughs> to. <laughs> it's going to be a thing.
0: You need to be on like the. F- Wait, do they still do like the $5 foot long thing? You no. Need th- you no,
1: need to. Six, or six, $6 foot long? Yeah.
2: Or like they have. A, they have the sub like of the day
1: now. Oh, they do have the sub of the day. It's like a half yeah, but foot. It's six inch Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't work. <laughs> not, <happen>. not working. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so I got into music very young as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Both my parents we in a professional uh, singing group um, mm-hmm. and they actually rehearsed um, with their, their group at my house. So every single like three days, I guess a week um, they would come over and rehearse. And uh, so I would, I just remember like always going downstairs and listening to them rehearse like all two hours or whatever, however long it was. Um, and uh, so I, I just grew up around there and I, I mean, it was a very successful group. Uh, they, Saying it. White House, the Greenbrier, some other places. Um so What was the name of this group? Yeah, I have zero idea. <gasps> what? Oh, oh it was Visions. There v- we go. Visions. It, it was Visions. Okay. yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> was- Jackson thought. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> Mom I'm just saying that. Okay. Um <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, growing up and also being so close to Washington, D.C., yeah. um, we, my brother and I, um, would always go with my parents to concerts and mm-hmm. we're it was just always around music. Yeah. Um, so, it was kind of a practical thing for me to start up. Uh, my brother started saxophone in sixth grade um, and I started fourth grade doing guitar. It was terrible. Then I went to violin in fifth grade and was like, the worst because <laughs> they basically gave you an option when i was like in elementary school to go outside and run around for 40 minutes in like the sun
0: right
1: which is good for exercise i guess but <laughs> um or you could like stay inside where like the ac is going on and like right learn a violin and i was like yeah i'll do this
0: i guess it was ho- it would have been hotter there yeah i can't yeah. imagine like turning down outside time as a yeah. child growing yeah. up
1: around here uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah i guess so like- <laughs> yeah, i mean it's really hot there, sometimes yeah. it's it's more humid yeah. yeah, humidity yeah. is the, the thing. But um, so I stayed inside and literally was the worst in the class. And I was like, wow, I suck at music. Aww. And then um, I, so my brother did saxophone. So I was like, well, I'll do saxophone, follow him, uh, follow in his footsteps. And uh, he, at that, that point, he was in like marching band. Mm-hmm. And there was a teacher named uh, Dennis Brown. That was his like marching band instructor. And I was like, yo, this guy's awesome at saxophone because he played saxophone, too. I was like, I want to be like this guy. Um, So I eventually ended up taking lessons with him, I think, my sophomore year of high school. Um, And just, like, kind of opened up a new, like, love for saxophone as an instrument and music um, as, like, a career path. And I uh, went down that and uh, started – went to school – um at North Carolina at Greensboro actually transferred out of there and um my junior year I went to School of the Arts and met our professor currently um Professor Sullivan who was at School of the Arts um so I studied with him for two years and then wanted to get the the whole four-year undergrad degree so I came up here for the master's um but I mean like I've, I've always loved saxophone always loved music and um recently I've been getting into the More contemporary music and i think the one thing that i love about doing contemporary music um and newer music i I should say um is actually just being able to work with a composer yeah um i think that is just the the best thing ever um to hear their uh what they really want the piece to to be like and uh, the interaction between performer and composer, I think that's so important. Yeah. Um, and uh, just also just so fun. Yeah. Um, uh, the process uh, is just incredible um, and would just love to keep doing that. Uh, awesome. So, yeah. So here's Janos.
4: Thanks for the introduction, Hunter. Um,
1: <laughs> so
4: uh, my uh, path is maybe a little less, in- well, not less interesting, but uh, definitely pretty uh Pretty different in that it doesn't—it doesn't really have uh, much to do with coming from a musical background. Mm-hmm. In fact, quite the opposite. Um, My—I wouldn't say my—I wouldn't go as far as to say my family is unmusical. Uh, my uh, stepfather plays in—played uh, in a drum line at one point. He plays uh, percussion at my—or uh, played percussion at my church I went to for most of my childhood, for example. But just casually, nothing—nothing nothing professional. Never mm-hmm. took lessons or anything like that. Um, I think my mother, uh, took, took piano lessons at some point too, but, uh, I wouldn't say that learning music was really a big part of my family. So mm-hmm. I feel like I was sort of, a, you know, apple fell far from the tree, so to say. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, my dad who lives in Hungary, I, I forgot to mention, I was actually born in Hungary. My father still lives over there. Hence oh, okay. uh, the Hungarian name. Uh, uh, cool guy. Um, his taste in music, uh, begaffles me uh <laughs> it, nice uh word i invented that's, that's uh, a great word oh thanks oh, okay. yeah i thought of it, and it it um it's uh when in context it can be used quite well um but uh he um he's a pastor and the only kind of music he likes is black gospel music uh very strange um uh, cuz he's a very you know nationalistic man he's very passionate about his country um about Hungary um but just loves black gospel music yeah, which i find fascinating love, I guess. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Um, so either way, that's my uh, that's my background, if you can even call it that. And uh, uh, you know, my uh, parents would play classical music at home and such. But uh, I don't even really have a super interesting story to tell about why I chose the <laughs> saxophone. I, I had a list of three instruments. I always kind of knew I, I wanted to play an instrument and uh, did the thing in in elementary school and uh, in fifth grade. And when they finally uh, when I was allowed to be in band, I said, sure, I'll, I'll do that. And I. Uh, saxophone was always first on my list. I don't know why. I wish I had a reason. And then Trumpet and Trombone. Um so I think that's that's funny. I guess that was Sonny's <laughs> list too. Um so I
3: also wanted to play
2: the trombone. We could have been a trombone. Oh a my trombone. god.
4: Yeah, this is really funny. We're not realizing this yeah. until uh. now. Wilson's the music man. I wanted to be like the seventy-seventh trombone. <laughs> that's great so well that this is the, some great realizations <laughs> happening right now uh but um i for some reason maybe it was just fate but i'm could not be happier that i chose the saxophone like I, I i think uh you know i could go on and on which i won't do but i could go on and on <laughs> about how much i love that instrument why i think it's the best but um very happy i chose it so did that thing in sixth grade up through middle school um i uh never really practiced in middle school i i just kind of did it for fun and didn't realize i know okay they're all laughing at me right now (laughs) okay oh my god anyway uh i uh so did the thing in middle school and i would say it started becoming more serious when i was in high school Mm -hmm. i think i'm the yeah i'm the only one here i was entirely self-taught up until i got to college so i didn't have any teachers until my my first lesson of uh undergrad um, it, partly that was like I didn't. I don't really know why I was. So, I think I, I was just wanted to be really self-sufficient about it and be like I can figure this out on my own. And, oh. um, <laughs> but that, in the classical music world, that's just not a thing. It's, I mean, yeah. you, there's just Pretty hard to make you that just work. can't become a a professional musician without help. That's just sort of the. Um, the nature of it I think with um, jazz music is a little bit different because that's more about just a lot of listening it's a lot class- more
0: of like learning the tunes yeah
4: yeah and is. and and playing with others and listening and 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 yeah. practicing and just learning by osmosis so to say and there's a lot of that in classical music too but um, I think uh, to a certain extent you just like need someone to be it's to say, hey, That's your your looks awful. Like, you need to change this. Your <laughs> jaw is doing wrong. this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you kind of need that. So I didn't have that until 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 undergrad. So um, I, I I guess I might consider that a little bit of a setback. But um, and I feel like in it some regards, seem to have you we, well, either, well so. yeah, Thank you. That's <laughs> that very kind. Um, obviously, um, I think I've you know I feel like I've worked hard to like you know get past that, and it's, um, but it, it's interesting um, coming from that background. Uh, so my uh, I studied with David Henderson back at University of the Pacific, um, and in, in my undergrad I didn't play too much new music, but um, I would say it's a pretty recent thing for me too. And I think my answer would be, my answer would be similar to Hunter's, and I like it just because of the composer performer relationship. Mm-hmm. I uh, I think there's a certain um, uh, quality of the music that is hard to capture when you're playing older music because you're missing. The, the comments from the composer that's something that's just so important to me because uh, we make all these conjectures all these guesses about what would Beethoven or Mozart what would they have thought about this section obviously you yeah. can't ask them right. uh, so <laughs> not um, not around <laughs> yeah and I, I it's always interests me how um, uh, you know uh, when uh, we work with composers how willing they are to change the music and that's that's one yeah. of my favorite parts is that um, you know obviously these older standards which i also am very passionate about playing um are uh, uh there there's a certain way to play them uh but the uh with newer music um, hold on hunter needs to time hunter out hunter <laughs> needs a little laugh break over here this is yeah. i'm listening to you <laughs> <laughs> thanks okay he'll probably be in the in the All kitchen right. for like yeah. 10 He's minutes or so we'll out. we'll
0: slap it out we'll,
4: just go laugh it off. Overwhelmed all right. by the audio format. <laughs> but anyway, just to finish up what I was saying, um, uh, you know, with with older standard pieces of music, we uh, um, you know we sort of have a certain way of playing them. But what I love about about new music is that that can always change, yeah. and um, that uh, it's sort of a it's a process. It's not just something that's set in stone. It's like it's a living, a, like moving. Totally, that's exactly how I would describe it. So that's that's sort of how I feel about new music.
0: Yeah. Nice. All right um well thank you for that I like getting. it I yeah,
3: sort I of we took the long no, yeah. no, no <laughs> that's no, 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 fine
0: that. I like getting people's like origin stories you know yeah. I, I, cause I think it I don't know I think it's important um so obviously you guys started playing together at Northwestern yeah. um was it like uh you know you had to fulfill a chamber music requirement and you came together to do that and then it ended up like being a really great thing or like how did that happen
3: well i i mean yes there we did have to fulfill a requirement (laughs) but i don't think any of us were like oh man right right, right, i gotta fulfill i gotta be Um, in a portrait um so i think you know i i was here um when when i came to northwestern two years ago Mm -hmm. i came with our professor tamor sullivan um when he started here and because of the transition the studio was really small there was about eight of us and oh. only two grad students me and uh, our good friend Stephen banks oh. and um so at that point i had been in quartets my entire life yeah. um, or at least my not my entire life but my entire uh, <laughs> from the <womb>. collegiate <laughs> life um and so i was like really ready to go and i'm like yeah grad school's gonna be great We're gonna be in a chamber group it's gonna be so cool um, and then they got here and there weren't enough people to really make one so yeah. i had to take my first ever year off of not doing chamber, well, not doing, like, that a saxophone quartet chamber yeah. music. I did other mixed groups, but... And you felt sad. Um, But, yeah, I was sad, yeah. And then, luckily, um, since our professor was going to stick around and this would be a thing, now we recruited all these great, great guys that are now here with us, and uh, I think, our, you know, the the other grad student that was with me was already in his own quartet um, from a previous um, institution, mm-hmm. and so that really just was, like, here are four master students. This is Perfect, and then it just ended up being a thing that like immediately clicked really nice. well um, yeah. from the first time that we just got together to hang out and chat about stuff. So, so yeah, that's sort of how that happened.
0: Cool. The ge- the genesis of noise. It's
2: um, a great book title. <laughs> <laughs> someone wrote that right well uh, <laughs> Someone wrote that <laughs> down.
0: Yeah. Um. So uh, I saw that you guys went on on like a tour earlier this year um what was I mean what was the catalyst for this story you were just like I would like to perform in several places like I don't know what sort of kicked that off
2: yeah well we wanted
0: gigs right uh
2: because that's what everybody kind of wants and so we were doing this competition in Austin mm-hmm. Texas uh the Coltman chair music competition and that was something Northwestern's really great helping out with funding so they were going to help us get there and we were looking at how we were going to get there and flying to Austin Texas is incredibly expensive from chicago yeah i don't know why in particular i guess it's a small airport or something like that but it was going to be an insane amount of t- for us to fly there so then we kind of looked into the idea of driving and was like well why don't we just play some gigs along the way yeah and uh through my connections at michigan state we played at various schools of some michigan state alumni at oklahoma state Um, uh, jeff Lefford, who is also a northwestern alumni as well
0: weren't you guys at ou um, as well in we, Norman we
2: hung out in Norman yeah, we didn't I
0: saw that picture there. you guys under the clock
2: yes yeah, yeah we we hung out there yeah we didn't we didn't it worked out there was a big conference going on at the same time so we didn't play there but uh I see. Okay. we also played at um my TA and undergrad uh Eric Triano, now teaches at the University of Arkansas so we mm-hmm. played there as well and then um Janos was able to help us out too at uh, University of Missouri Kansas City uh he works at interlocking in the summers and so he had a connection with uh Zach there and got us to there as well so we kind of just emailed people and said hey we're driving to this competition in austin we're going to be driving through um your neck of the woods we've got this really cool program that we feel kind of passionately about
0: so okay wait what what span of time did this take was this like two weeks or like a week or it was it was was
4: oh wasn't it it was 10 days wow i thought it was six days
3: but i guess um yeah time flies like the day yeah it took it was like we played in kansas city on a monday and then we got back to chicago on a tuesday so oh, okay. well, i guess got it was right. like a week a little less than a week and a half but we had also we been on yeah and we were there too from the the northwestern symphonic wind ensemble oh my God. <laughs> was uh playing at the college band directors national associations national convention in kansas city so okay. three of us were already going to be there right and then uh yeah that's when hunter came down okay um So we had been, I had, we had been gone from home since like Friday. Yeah. So it felt, to me, it felt like way longer (laughs) because we had been out for a long time.
2: Yeah. yeah, Um, So
3: it was cool, like spending a week or more on the road, which, no, I haven't ever done that with uh, like a quartet before so it was a really neat experience just to travel around and were you know. there's
0: like some unexpected challenges
3: yeah touring? i mean i think you know well uh, maybe they were expected challenges oh, of that being too. well like i mean like things like uh we were fortunate enough that people put us up yeah for free in their places because we had friends at all the places like we were saying in norman oklahoma mm-hmm. with um you know some friends of ours that happened to live there um so, like, I think what was that that night in Oklahoma State, we just played a recital at Oklahoma State, and then we were going to drive, it's like, what, an hour yeah. and a half, maybe, to Norman mm-hmm. to stay with our friends. And then our friend who was going to put us up called us and was like, Hey, yeah, our roommates being weird about it. You can't stay here anymore. And so it's like 10 p.m. <laughs> and we're like, wow, we really have got to figure out a place to stay. And luckily, we're our... just sleep in your car. Yeah, we had another friend in Norman who had his own
2: house. Thanks, Curtis. Yeah, shout out Aww. Curtis
3: Van Zandt, uh, who him and his lovely wife put and us dog. up and dog. the dog also. The dog was. The great. dog was. Um, but yeah, put us up. in <laughs> Probably a better. It, it ended up being better because we ended up like Yanush and I were gonna sleep. On I think like a couch or a futon or something, and then I we all ended up having our own rooms. Right? Oh wow! It was, yeah, okay. it was pretty weird. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So that was that. Would think of some of the things, and then like the things you know. Okay, we're trying to eat kind of cheap, but we also want to like explore the food, you right. know, of all the places. Absolutely. So we all each bought our own individual what amount of peanut butter would you say? Like yeah. it's <laughs> a, th- a large jar. A large, yeah. a large jar. Like jar. jar True. Not the one the biggest right. one you've ever seen, but right. a large jar.
1: And we just jar. eat
3: that pretty much straight. We've all brought some bread too, the ones of us that can eat bread. bread. And uh yeah, we just kinda ate that in the car for a while. So that was a thing too, like, you know, figuring <laughs> out eating on the road your meals. Is hard. Yeah. But then yeah. like because I've been mean, doing that, we were able to like I think if I wasn't eating that, there was I only ate barbecue ta- and tacos. That's it. And it was great.
0: Um, but yeah, overall touring was fun. It's a good thing. Do you yeah. think you'll do it again sometime?
2: Yeah, we hope to. Yeah, for
4: sure. Yeah. yeah, we were actually talking a few weeks ago about um, a, a best case scenario, right? That we're, we have a couple of competitions we're planning for next year. Mm-hmm. Final round for one is in Orlando, Florida. Is that right? And then Ooh. there's also another final round somewhere up in Maryland. Um, so here's the plan, right? Is that <laughs> we uh, go to the, the we go to we have finals week, right? Sure. And since we're master students, we usually don't have much going on that week. Yeah. Um, so we leave during finals week I think it would start with a saxophone conference right or it's somewhere in there and then we go all the way down to Florida getting a bunch of gigs at a bunch of universities and then like busking on the streets doing whatever uh, and then we got spring break we got that week and then we miss the first week of school
2: we on a 28 day tour we rent an RV <laughs> oh, shit yeah so we're, we're, that's
4: in the ropes right now but we might we got a little, we got a little east coast thing going
2: I think long it's long story short, yes. Yes,
1: it's we are hoping again. to tour yeah. again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Hopefully laughs> so we've looked at rental prices for RVs. They are
2: They're cheaper, far. cheaper than you would think. That's but true. They I believe it. I not but affordable. And the, yeah. the two miles per gallon of gas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Really is a
3: and the and the, the weight on your soul of the amount of.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah just knowing by. knowing yeah. what you've done to Mother Earth. <laughs> well, awesome. Yeah, I hope you get to do it again soon. Um So to kind of change gears a little bit, Um, you guys, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, Uh, you had the opportunity to work with Claire Chase on uh, that Pauline Oliveros work, and um, can you tell me a little bit like what that was like, just getting that piece ready and working with Claire?
3: Yeah, so we were really fortunate through Northwestern to, um, that Claire was here um, for the spring quarter teaching a class, like an actual class you could sign up for that we all signed up for, that was um, a composer and performer like workshop. So performers signed up, and we signed up, particularly as a group. Like here's a, here's your local noise saxophone quartet, mm. um, and they would pair us with composers who signed up for the thing. Um, but so in addition to that, and also since it was a class, we would we would uh, study about between her and the director of the Institute for New Music here, Hans Tamala, co-taught the class, and so they prepared a curriculum of like uh like new music well-known composer performer relationships um and so one of those being Pauline Oliveros with Ice and a lot of other folks um so we were studying that music and we were tasked with presenting doing a presentation on um not only her music but also that week was the music of George Lewis um and so for our assignment she said here is this text score called 13 changes by Pauline Oliveros uh and perform it for us in class you have a week ready go yeah and (laughs) none of us i had any of us done a text score before yeah and like um so that was our first some of us have backgrounds in improvised music in other ways but um definitely our first time doing that so i remember we were like what is this how do i do that and we like (laughs) sent her an email and we're like okay like you know and she was always really helpful um so we did that performance little mini performance for our class and then like it was she was having recital a couple weeks later and like like, the week before her recital, I'm just checking my email, as you do, casually, and I get an email from Claire, and it says, hey, do you guys want to play 13 Changes with me on my recital next week? And then week? you peed everywhere. Yeah, and then I was, like, <laughs> yeah, it was, like, too ecstatic to talk for a while, um, and of course dropped my phone, and was yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so what we ended up doing was we rehearsed it a lot by ourselves playing through it a lot, just getting, you know, learning what our sort of improv- improvisational dynamic was. Yeah. And then to get to do that with Claire, I think we did it maybe twice, three times max before the performance. Yeah. Um, And it was just amazing. Like, we learned a lot about just, like, playing t- chamber music and and just playing music together um, and yeah. particularly working with somebody else too. But it was a really great opportunity that we're super grateful for. Yeah. Um Yeah, that was really cool.
0: She seems like... The coolest. She's
3: the best. Yeah, she's so great.
0: I first, I think I saw her perform. I was at the like, um, do you know the Meet the Composer podcast? Mm -hmm. I was at like the sort of like launch party for it at Greenspace and she played um, this Marcos Balter piece. Yeah. I can't remember which flute, but like a big one. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And it sounded just like primordial, like like primordial soup sounds is sure. like for some reason what I think of and she's just <laughs> she's just so cool um, anyway sorry <laughs> no it's okay just, like, if this podcast was only about how great uh, <laughs> that would
3: be that would be great be here for so long yeah.
0: um, so uh, do you have any other like performances coming up uh, performances, projects coming up in the next few months that you're excited about or, like, uh, I don't know what your summertime looks like if
3: some of you are taking off or do you want to talk about the, the the thing that's, yeah,
2: yeah, we're actually just kind of planning this right before this, um, we're really excited, uh, through our time at Northwestern, we've met a lot of really great composers here, um, that are students and we're, um, excited to start working with them more now that we're in our second year, Mm -hmm. um, as an ensemble, so we just got a piece from our friend Matthew, which we just premiered last week, um that actually came out of that claire chase performer um, yeah, composer workshop it. um which was really great and we've got a few more people here that we're working with um commissioning and um, getting projects going together so i think we're looking at in december ish area of next year we're hoping to have a concert of like exclusively chicago composed music um just us collaborating not necessarily with pieces that are only written for us hopefully we'll have a few premieres on that concert as well but some pre-existing pieces for saxophone quartet um, and we want to do it not in Evanston. We want to get out into the community of uh, Chicago and really do a concert that features the music that's going on here because we think that, you know, there's such a really great scene for new music here and there's a lot of really talented performers and uh, musicians Um wow performers and composers (laughs) in this area that uh we're excited to work with and we're excited to bring their music to maybe a larger audience of people uh as we go throughout the year um we're also hoping to eventually like we're open to doing stuff with other new music groups too you know any new music groups listening to this let's (sighs) let's let's hang out that would be fun um and play music so yeah we're really i think we want to expand into like more local area things here. Tours are great, and we enjoy doing that, and we'll keep doing that, obviously, yeah. of course. But you know, it's good have, we like, want to do good stuff. Local base. Yeah, we want to do stuff in this area with people who are also in this area. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of our next horizon. We're kind of splitting apart for the summer, um, but we'll be back all in September you guys keep in touch like
0: via letters or something yeah yeah you could you could send some some pants around the little brotherhood uh, of the traveling pants Uh, the the
2: brotherhood of the traveling pants I started I
0: started to make that dumb joke and then I was like they might not know what sisterhood of the Uh, traveling pants is we
2: got you (laughs) like uh uh-oh
0: um well that's exciting like are you what are do you have any sort of like long-term just like dreams for your for your quartet they Can be, I mean, they like I say dreams because it could be like we have long term realities, okay? All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, um, fine. <laughs> um,
2: yeah, I think. Does anyone else want to talk about this? I've been talking, I've held the mic for a while. Hunter, you like how smooth it is? <laughs> I- Hunter
4: looks a little out of it. Uh, I, I think that, uh, as a quartet, we um. I think we're doing it already, what, yeah. what we want to be doing. And uh, I think, uh, you know, performing this concert of Chicago composers is hopefully the start of a long journey of becoming more integrated with the community and uh, just reaching out. Yeah. Um, I uh, we, we were very excited to have uh, won a silver medal at Fish Off Chamber Music Competition yeah. this past year. I think that was a Woo. really good sort of springboard into um, uh, into. I don't want to say fame but uh into you know putting our name out there wider consciousness exactly and it sort of puts our name on the map a little bit which you're you're very very excited about so we were uh um we're really excited um and we're hoping now that this year we were focusing a lot on competitions and the music we were playing was sort of focused on that but i think next year while we will still be doing some competitions um sort of focusing on playing some concerts in the local area and uh working with composers will be a little bit more of our focus Mm -hmm. and i think that's sort of representative of our uh, transition since uh uh, the three of us only have uh one year left of our master's degree this uh sort of representative of the transition we're making into uh uh, hopefully as a professional quartet i would say yeah
1: yeah i think i think another thing man i just love how this feels (laughs) um that oh, thank we'll you. just
0: get you want to like cuddle with. <laughs> there we go. That's
1: what I mean. Um uh, I think another uh like dream that um that I think that we have as a, a quartet to do um is to also be on concerts and uh, collaborate with uh groups that we admire and look up to um a lot. I mean there's tons of great, great groups out there. Yeah. Musicians. Like here, here is yeah, and just like even within the Chicago Land area. There's are so many good groups, and thank
0: you for saying Chicago Land area. It go. makes you sound like a like a townie. There we go. I'm,
1: I'm, I live <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> Technically, you live
0: in the amusement park that is apparently Chicago Land. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so I, I think working with those those groups, as well as like some other uh, composers that we we also look up to in that same kind of, kind of regard um just being able to work with these these people that we admire yeah uh, i think that's a, a big dream mine personally i think that also correlates with the other guys as well um and then just to say it getting sponsored by subway <laughs> would not yeah. be terrible you
0: guys gotta lock that down I'm
1: trying <laughs> to. Really that. i, I yeah. think they are they don't have a saxophone yeah they yeah there's there's a, a huge jingle. saxophone
0: yeah. quartet shaped hole in yeah. their yeah. advertising yeah. strategy yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you wanna uh, yeah, just one more
3: thing. I think one of our, I think one of our other dreams too is just to like, in doing all this work with our composer friends and other people, just sort of expanding the possibilities of what like saxophone quartet can sort of do or is yeah. or whatever. Like we just, um, you know, we just made our first. You know, typically like saxophone quartet usually is like soprano, alto, tenor, baritone. Yeah. But there are pieces out there, and increasingly more so that are sort of mixing the saxophones. Up. Yeah. So like we just did a piece. Um, One so of the
0: ones he did for Fish Off. Yeah, it has
3: four soprano saxophones in the, way, yeah. in the yeah. beginning, and then the other guys are picking heart. their... Yeah, it's a lot of sopranos. <laughs> um, and there's some really great pieces out there for four s- sopranos, like our friend Dave Rimenick, who's a sh- composer here mm-hmm. in Chicago. Chicago Chicagoland. <laughs> uh, it has a great piece for four detuned soprano saxophones <laughs> that I played on uh, his Dr. Orisada last year with him, actually, which is really cool. Um, but so, like, so you're doing that, and there are some other cool pieces where, you know, that is even more, like... Like that's pretty familiar, but like like two tenors and an alto and a or like some you know yeah. some cool different combos and working with electronics too. Like one of the one of the projects in the pipeline is is a thing, or two of them actually are are working with uh, composers who are using electronics. Um, so yeah, we're just sort of into like just sort of really trying Spread a lot your of wings. new things, and Spread, yeah, and your just wings. sort of getting yeah like a different a different take on on the saxophone quartet as it stands. Yeah
0: the saxophone quartet, in quotes
3: by the way right again yeah one of the... <laughs> 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 <you lose>. oops <laughs>
0: great i do you want to talk about milk and cereal yes. at all okay <laughs> so you jordan, jordan has opinions about milk so, as it relates to cereal and we, i i didn't want
2: to i didn't want to cut you off yeah parting thoughts so <laughs> podcast listeners of yes, chicagoland
3: yes,
2: and, and above <laughs> so you've got milk
0: yeah
2: which is a beverage yeah that you drink Mm -hmm. and you've got cereal which is a food you buy in a box when you put the milk on cereal does it remain to be a beverage or is it something completely different and when all the cereal is gone from the bowl and there is still milk in the bowl does it go back to being a beverage i don't know uh, and this is something we've been debating for a very long time. So we each say our stances. Yeah, let's each say our this stances. Let's flash really it down to Yana. Let's <laughs> go for
4: it. Okay, simply put, he- here's how it goes down. So soup is uh, liquid with objects in it, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even need a full minute because <laughs> <laughs> really all you need to know is that cereal is soup. because oh, God. Oh, and And milk theref- oh. therefore, milk is a broth. Oh. End of statement. Hunter's looking some stuff up on Google right now to try and tear think me down. I broth by but
0: definition is savory, but yes, what do I know?
4: Absolutely. I wouldn't agree with that,
1: but uh, my well, quartet mate's big to differ. Oh. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Oh, shit. So, according to the best thing on the world, Wikipedia, <laughs> soup is
4: primarily liquid food,
1: right? No no no. no, 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 no. That is made by combining ingredients such as meat, and vegetables with stock.
0: These are all savory items. Yeah.
1: This is not cereal.
3: True. So then
0: what no, is
1: No, it? no, no.
3: Because broth what? is also savory.
1: Oh, okay, you w- be- I also looked up broth. All right, here we go. Broth is a savory liquid made of water in which bones, meat, fish, or vegetables have been simmered.
0: I don't think there are any cow Zero bones in the milk. Of a- cereal.
1: <laughs> so, therefore, milk... Wait. does not change it's always just milk I ad our
4: bibliography teacher once went to the wikipedia page for pizza and changed the entries so that it said that pizza was created by a man named pete za so <laughs> i <laughs> i deny your uh, use of sources hunter wikipedia well, wanna, is not i want to say oh that
1: jordan says milk and yano says pizza instead of milk and pizza <laughs> so they're both wrong already let's get,
2: let's yeah. get brandon's, brandon's yeah yeah wait, wait. <laughs> so
3: my my entry into the whole <laughs> milk cereal debate is that uh okay so like cereal right by itself dry cereal yeah is a thing that is dry and and when you put it in a bowl and now it's like the base right of yeah. your thing and then when you pour milk on top of that it's like you're adding something to it, right? You're already You're sort of already starting to see where this is going. So if you think about the fact that what is a salad, right? So a salad is <laughs> a bunch of leaves or like, and it doesn't just have to be spinach or lettuce because right. think about things like pasta salad. That's right. Or potato, potato salad. salad. So something of a base, sorry, a a base of <laughs> a thing, right. right? So let's call it okay. cereal. Yeah the basis, the dry part. Yeah. And then if you had your lettuce salad and you would put dressing on there, right? And there are many different types of dressings. Yes. So if you think of dry cereal in a bowl, yeah. like analogous to dry leaves or dry with spinach, some, some
2: salad dressing.
3: And then you put something on top of it. Yeah. That makes milk a dressing. And that's the end of the argument. Okay, okay. so <laughs> I don't have,
2: I don't have parting thoughts for me. I don't have an opinion yet, which is why I continue to ask just about every person that I talk to, right? What. It's just good to is. ask these questions. It's a good. I, I feel like if someone can debate with me what milk is, we yeah. can be friends. But yeah. like, if they laugh at me and they say, "Why would I think about that?" Then I don't. Really, I don't like, know why would really you not think about that? Yeah, like why? I don't know if I really want to talk to you anymore. <laughs> you know, like I don't know. But uh, anyway, the issues so, facing America. <laughs> yeah, but we also love everybody. So, um, <laughs> anyways, I think I'm not saying that this is my stance, but okay. playing devil's art advocate. There, there is one that has not been brought up, which. What is cereal-based? It is grain-based. Yes. What is also grain-based? Pasta. So, what can (laughs) often be (laughs) dairy-based? Pasta sauces. Like, you got a fettuccine Alfredo. What really is the difference between fettuccine Alfredo and cereal? (laughs) It's a milk-based sauce. No more
0: than a hop, skip, and a jump.
2: With grain. So, I'm just saying milk could also be a sauce like a pasta sauce because sometimes if you were bad at putting sauce on your pasta there's still a significant amount of sauce in the bowl after (laughs) you're done with all the pasta but that brings up the point then then does that sauce become a beverage if you put it in a cup i don't know it never ends so uh You've
0: given me so much to think about yeah think about this
2: uh, <laughs> let us know uh, if there's I'll, comments you know, on I'll iTunes pull some more if there's people. a comment se- yeah. if there's a comment section leave your comments Uh yeah we probably yeah. won't reply leave your comments but on we appreciate iTunes it.
0: or you know hit up Facebook <laughs> yeah caught us on Facebook yeah and Twitter well, hey
2: follow noise on Facebook That's yeah true. we are at noise on Facebook yeah. we there's no tilde yeah, no there's N-O-I-S. no tilde because uh Facebook won't let you put a tilde right. in title names. Facebook but just know that the is there in yeah, real life. Um, but yeah, follow us on Facebook. Yeah. Right on our wall. And tell us what you think Melk is. Yeah. We would love to hear from everyone. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. Oh. oh, shit.
1: Mark, if you're listening, make the tilde a thing on Facebook, okay? Yeah. 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 Mr. Zuckerberg. Yeah. Mr. Zuckerberg. yeah. yeah. We there we go. We need a yeah. tilde. Yeah. Good
0: call. Good put call. it on Thanks. his to-do list. Yeah. To, like yeah. Make a tilde. Well, guys, thank you so much for sharing... Stories of your lives and also stories of your food. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks again to Noise for being my first group interview and for being such a great ending to this round of episodes. Like I said before, there should be one or two bonus episodes this summer before OddPod officially starts up again in the fall. So find OddPod on Facebook and also on Twitter. The handle for which is at OddPodChi. OddPodShy. Uh, And then you can stay in the know about extra fun stuff. Thanks to everybody who's been listening, whether you started in January or you started today. I appreciate all five of you or 50. I don't know. But anyway, um, I've gotten some messages out of the blue from people saying how much they're enjoying the podcast and you don't know how happy that makes me. So thank you for your extremely kind words. Have a great summer.